This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise Welcome everyone to another Simon Transparently podcast And you know I won't go into some big uh, introductions But I will say that there's a, a, an element of excitement in my belly today uh, Chloe D'Souza is with me Hey Chloe Hello, Simon. And Chloe D'Souza is, um, yeah, we're, we're about to find out what she is or how she's playing. But more importantly, we've been speaking for quite some time and we were weaving together. And, and the weave has brought us now into 2023 as we um, dive into the series today of Let's Talk About Sex. And first of all, I'd love, just love to jump in and say, how are you? How are you feeling in this moment? What's alive in you? Uh, my run that I had this morning along the river is still alive in me. Um, I, I'm loving being here. We did dance around and finally this moment is now ripe and alive just as the snowdrops in England are pushing their heads up. So all is perfect. Ooh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. There's so much heart here, Simon. I just want to I just want to say that. It is a good feeling. <laughs> I like good feelings. I like any feeling as it goes, but yeah. Yeah, I feel it too. And, you know, one one of the things you just uh, mentioned as we were setting an intention was this soft, softly directed truth you said, right? Mm. Yeah, and that really uh, is still verberating in my being Mm. because there's a sense of... uh, potency and power in in truth and it, and it doesn't have to be forced or you know uh this doesn't come with an urgency that's what i took from that and sometimes mm-hmm. when we we're on this path of truth or this podcast especially is about <clears throat> you know the awakening of the heart the awakening of of being courageous enough and brave enough to speak our truth and mm-hmm. and speak from what's alive in us in this moment and over the years that's I've met many, many beings and, and this still to this day, it's so much fear, so much conditioning around just expressing our truth and being able to feel free enough to and confident enough to to do that. So I don't know. That was just alive in me. This like softly directed truth. I was just feeling that. So I don't know if that sparks anything, but we can definitely play from here. No, I, I love what you just said. Um, I'm quite a fiery person. And, and you know, if you check my Instagram, I come across as kind of big and bold. But but I'm surprised every time at just just like how behind all of this energy there's there's such a softness. And I think uh, with lots of my clients, the more and more you, you brave to look inside yourself and find out what those truths are, the less you need to assert it. And it's the same with boundaries as well. You know, when you've got really well-established boundaries and good heavens, that takes a long time to learn, doesn't it? You can just literally drop them down like a feather on the edge of your field, you know. So so I, I'm loving the, the phase where truth doesn't need to be a sharp sword. It's much more of, of a light drop into the water. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that ripples, that ripples along and permeates and actually touches everything then. Mm. Uh, so I see the I see the ripples of the river. I I like using the word sharpen the sword. I say that a lot. Um, 
<laughs> if some of my beloveds are listening today, they'll be like, yeah, that's all he says, sharpen the sword, sharpen the sword. Um, and, you know, a little fun, a fun uh, expression. But I like this, when I think of the sword, I think of it as, as as awareness. That's what I'm actually talking about when I say sharpen the sword. It's actually sharpening the sword of awareness. And um, and with you, we, you know, we we just we both decided to come in this series of to come in this series of sex. That's funny, but to <laughs> to 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 uh, come under the the bracket of this, let's talk about sex. And, and when it comes to sex, um, yeah, I find even even that's the the pathway for me into even greater awareness. Yeah, even greater awareness when we when we because you said looking inside, and mm. and I'm like, and when I think of looking inside, I sometimes have this. You might, I'm sure you might like this. You might not, but I say that mm, the guru is in our pants, and I say, <laughs> right, the guru, oh, right, right, the guru is in our pants, and this, the guru I, is in our pants. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because I'm glad you're laughing because the first time I said that I was on a on a podcast of some kind it's like yeah well the guru's in your pants we're all going out there in the world we're looking for the elixir of life the holy grail we're looking for god you know we're looking for that union that connection somewhere out there you know in the books in the philosophies in the retreats and all along it's been hidden inside our pants because yeah. when we, because when we go into our sex when we go into that deep taboo that deep shame guilt and all what we have been told the lies that's where we start to really access the truth um but anyway that's my little does that what does that evoke in your being <laughs> it, it evokes in my being my pants <laughs> <laughs> As well as the fact that I have a similar phrase, you know, because I think, um, you know, we don't need to get caught up on religions and all of that. But we've got lots of statues all over the world. Most of them are men. And (coughs) and and, you know, I keep I keep coming back to this message. Same same thing when I'm teaching, when I'm holding spaces, it's like have a look between your legs. Like what is ha- what is happening down there? There is there is a completely ever resourcing, non-consuming, you know, a well of truth, well of of energy, the spark of who you are. You wouldn't be here without it. Have a look between your thighs. Get down in there, down and in, down and in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, it is beautiful. And, and that brings us to shame, really, isn't it? It's, it's like, why is this place oppressed? Why is there shame about this place? Probably because there's a whole heap of power down there. And that takes some guts to start trying to ride, if you like, like the wild horse. You know, it, it is it is messy, perhaps, when you first start. And the more you get in there, the more juice there is. And um, the fruits. Mm. So when did you start looking between your legs and finding the fruits? I was about three. Yes. <laughs> I wish I was three. Carry now, on. Tell now or when you first between, <laughs> between your legs. I hope you looked between your legs when you were two, Simon. <laughs> no, but you know, when I hear when I hear that, um, my previous partner, you know, she had a, re- a recollection of when she uh, first started <clears throat> orgasming or feeling that sensations. She recalls mm. the age of one. And for me, I'm so, I was so suppressed and so conditioned. And I had a whole thing around um, masturbation, and 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 it was a dirty thing. And that those that masturbate 
um, had a problem that they couldn't uh, attract women. I don't recall. I don't. I had wet dreams like crazy. That definitely started around mm, thirteen or thirteen or so. But before that, I you know I don't even remember like you know having a relationship down. You know I don't. I don't believe I was having a relationship down there. You know, and and in my recollection, so that's why. Mm. Yeah, wonderful. So carry on from three. What happened? Give us a little download. Uh, it's funny I was writing about this yesterday um I think I think really like because I was I was born in Wales anyone who doesn't know Wales in the UK it's it's a kind of valley hill place lots of snow in the winter blah blah and so I was immersed in nature most of the time but I think my you know my parents fucked me up in many ways but there wasn't this sexual shame thing going on in our household um so so my body and the landscape that I was in was very much connected. I wasn't disconnected from it. Um, I think I've, I think I was kind of born sexual, and that's not to sexualize children. That's that that's to locate myself within the fact that eros is everywhere and in us. Yeah, Woo! I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's a real, it's a real ball. I'm clicking my fingers. Huh? I'm just going to your jam. Don't let me stop your flow. Carry on. <laughs> And 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 so for me, you know, with with this, you know, beautiful pussy, uh, as as a as a young girl, of course, I was sitting on tree trunks. Oh well, that feels good. Um, I'm still I'm still sitting on tree trunks. I have to say, um, that might be the title <laughs> of our podcast. I'm still sitting on tree trunks. Still sitting on tree trunks. <laughs> um, and it felt good. And and why why would we not? why would we not follow a sensation that feels good right and this is part of the revolution that's happening isn't it because we've been healing through pain quite a lot and now we're starting to realize whether that's a deep feminine uprising or not i don't really mind um i could say a lot more about that but but we're starting to heal through pleasure so for me in my three-year-old compass something felt good well i would do more of that um and and it's the same now my compass is set towards pleasure as an adult um and it will involve experiencing pain but my compass is towards pleasure i'm not seeking pain i will i will engage in pain and digest it as it arises but my compass is still towards pleasure and and that that leaves me with a lot of energy in my body and still a great relationship with what's between my thighs i love that I love that the com- my compass my compass is pleasure. Mm. I will I will um yeah I will come pain pain may come to me but at the same time I will transmute that pain I will welcome that pain and I will also transmute that pain into pleasure. Yes. And yeah. then you know and, and, yeah carry go. And that, and that place also like because I've had really my fair share of heartbreak and that place also when when I like resist my pain and or for my fear or those more uncomfortable stuff you know states um there's that beautiful moment when I when I no longer resist it and the full weight of it hits me and I'm talking somatically that there, there is an ecstasy in that moment mm-hmm. like I I fucking love it you know it's like oh my god my pain just fully landed and then of course I'm through to what's on the other side. That's the alchemy moment. There, there lies the ecstasy from exactly. that pinpoint moment onwards. So there's exactly. so within that deep tantric perspective that it is all included and there is an ecstasy all the time available. Woo! Woohoo! I like your little <laughs> woohoos. I'm letting I'm letting that really land. I love that because I 
I use the term energy alchemy, like we're, we're energy, we're all energy and we're, we're energy alchemists. And when I'm, mm. when I'm working on the, the self-pleasure and taking beings into what I call reframing masturbation, I don't, mm. don't think you've, I, have you heard of orgasmic yoga? Have you heard of that term, orgasmic no, yoga? Sounds so, great. I probably do it. I just yeah, do you it. do it. You definitely, you definitely do it 100%. You were doing it when you were three. <laughs> no, really. I'm, I'm not joking because yeah. when I trained as a sexological body worker, um, it was the first introduction. So I was 40 years old at that point. It was the first introduction to me around ecstatics, right? And ecstatics are those that, you, you know, you called it the, the compass is pleasure and the compass is ecstasy and being in nature and ecstatics feel the connection of nature to themselves as, as one, one expression of orgasm, if you were one expression mm. of, of life force. Mm. And they make love in and with nature because they are nature. And um, I watched a series of videos of, of um, adult beings, just let's call them all divine beings, um, making love in nature, but ultimately, you know, having that union with themselves and then with all of nature. And that's just what came up for me. So that's really uh, the, the practice that I share with the world now is a continuation of that because it was a complete reframing of masturbation for me. And based on my, my upbringing of uh, thinking masturbation was a dirty thing, you know, wet dreams, hiding it as soon as you ejaculated. I mean, I didn't ever, ever celebrate my ejaculation or really celebrate my uh, my my pleasure until around 40 years old mm. and i was i was making i was having beautiful sex let's say i was having some lovely encounters i knew how to do the the positions you know and and kind of um uh, pleasure a woman Right. You know, because you want to as a man, you're like, ah, how do I pleasure a woman? I want her to be pleasured. And when I see her in pleasure, I get pleasure. I didn't even. What about my pleasure? Mm. (laughs) What about my pleasure? How does my Mm. breasts want to be touched? How do my ears want to be kissed and licked? How does my thighs want to be groomed and massaged? How do my toes want to be sucked? I, I didn't even know that I could have an orgasm from another being touching my breasts for an hour. Mm. What are the chances? Now I share breast massage with men and they're like, breast massage, dude, man, I'm not going to start playing my breasts. I'm like, dude, you best. You want want to start. You're missing the party. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, please. I don't know what's coming up. I just got, I got inspired by what you said there and just, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm really loving it. And I think there's a common core that goes on here about, you know, like, do we want to talk about where it comes from? I'm less interested, but how how could you fully step into your ecstasy and connection with the greater ecstasy if you've discluded a body part, mm. you know? And and that's beautiful. And and I have to say, you know, you you are innately a good lover if you were if you were in service of the woman you were you you were with each time to like, oh my gosh, how does this work? What what does she love? What can, what can I make sing here? Um, you've you've come out of stereotype there but but beautiful compassion like I kind of have compassion for the fact that oh my god your own cock wasn't fully included the whole of you is this massive heart Mm. mind body intelligence wasn't fully included it's a beautiful sort of inverse and and a very common experience for women you know I'm I'm definitely you know I realized many years ago that you know uh, men had seen more pussies and yonis 
than I had. And, and I saw out like going to check out a load because because I wanted to I wanted to see how different they were. I knew mine um, and it helped me get to know mine more intimately, you know, because it was mm. just sort of like getting properly in praise of these parts of our bodies that have been slightly hidden away. You know, what is it? The old fashioned phrase, our private parts. You yeah. Know, like, you know, it's yeah. great to have respectful boundaries. You know, maybe you don't want to put them on show. And at the same time, we've we've taken it so far that they're private from ourselves. Yes. <laughs> it's oh. like, oh, my God. Beautiful. You know, yeah. And they are beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And just drinking in that private from ourselves. Yeah. How how true is that? You know, the, the induct, as you said, I think you and I know, and I, I know many of the listeners that would be tuning into this, or I'm hoping, I don't want to assume for you beautiful beings that are listening right now, but the, you know, if you're not aware of the, how deep the indoctrination is, then I definitely invite you to explore that further within yourself. Because yeah, for me, it, it definitely <clears throat> dawned on me, let's say, uh, I'm very happy whenever it was, it's not about age, but it definitely dawned on me how deeply suppressed I, uh, my sexuality was and still is. And I'm I'm just in, uh, you know, I'm, you think of it, it's the last five years that I'm like, I'm like a, people think I'm crazy. I'm going on, I'm like a, a newborn, but I'm like a baby that's just found my, uh, my lingam of pleasure. Like, whoa. Hey, what more can we do? What more can we do? And 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 this is also the funny thing is, actually, you could speak to this maybe. So the irony is, I've started to love pleasure in myself, but not just pleasure in myself. Like it's it's all about the whole being, as you said, the whole body intelligence. So what I now see myself as, and this this might make you laugh. It might make some of the listeners laugh. That I am a I am a genital. I am one genital, right? Because what people do is they say, oh, on the genitals down here, I don't call that the genitals anymore. I call that a sexual center. I call that the center, the sex, the center of my being. But what I do is I like, so when somebody says, oh, I'm touching here and they're like, oh, they're always in this direct thing. Let me get to the yoni. Let me get to the penis. Let me, that's where the action is. And I'm like, this whole thing is a pleasure instrument. And how can we learn to play it? And how can we find these different access points? And how how can I explore myself with touch? So when I'm in the self-pleasure journey, I'm very rarely always erect. I'm very rarely just touching my lingam. I might might touch my lingam, move it a little bit, maybe arouse it a bit more. It might become erect. Then I move that energy around the body. And then I dance and I whatever, move around, do some yoga poses, shake, uh, breathe deeply, breathe up the energy. And all of a sudden, I'm this pulsating being of of pleasure, of aliveness. And then, funny enough, what started to happen is not that I don't like being with another being and making love, which I do deeply, but I noticed that that just slowly, the desire for that, also the neediness, more importantly, not the desire, the neediness for that Mm. became way more quiet, almost, almost obsolete. Mm. And, and and then when you come together with another being there's more of like what's here what's the curiosity of this moment mm. yeah and that's a practice i'm not by any means talking for mastery there but i don't know what that uh, ignites in you oh my heart slightly exploded which is quite a beautiful experience um 
I think it's just so, 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 so good. I, th- I think that there's lots of people on this planet that are waiting for another person to pleasure them and to just lightly bring awareness into, into giving one, well, like, why is there not the permission? Like, I'm here all the time. So therefore <laughs> I will touch myself, you know, and if somebody joins in that I invite in or or an invitation comes along, then that's beautiful. But the more we deepen our self-pleasure practice, it occurs just, oh, how accurately your description is there, that the need, the quietness, and then everything else is extra. And of course, we're really serving anyone that we do come into interaction with because there's a sense of our own mapping, as we call it, isn't there? Mm-hmm. It's like, I know what's here. I know what I like. I know in this mood, it's like this for me. And in another mood, it's like this. And this is the place where I completely surprised myself. And I had no idea that that's what I wanted, but it's just arisen. And isn't that great news? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 for women particularly, I, I do deeply encourage the, a regular self-pleasure practice. And it doesn't mean you have to come each time. I, I love the fact that you were getting up, you were dancing, you were doing yoga. Um, it, it's about, you know, yeah, the whole of your genital, your whole of your being, your mind, body, intelligence starting to come awake with with the source of this sexual energy spreading all through you. And, and I think we, we both have dance floors in common um in our backstories and um and for me I think you know the first time I came on a dance floor it, it was very much as you described and it was it, you know I was in my youth <laughs> and um it was just such an amazing feeling because I couldn't I hadn't quite realized until it happened to me organically that I could come without touching my yoni mm-hmm. that that basically I danced the ecstasy throughout the whole of my being <laughs> And and there I was coming on the dance floor. You know, I'd, I'd never had a, a what we call it like a full body orgasm. I'd never had one before, and there it was happening. And um, perhaps we need to talk a little bit about um, what arises that you need to allow for for the pleasure to spread all the way through. And it comes back again to this thing of including including all the emotions, which is why the dance floor is a great place to practice self pleasure. Mm-hmm. because you can clear the sadness and the anger and the joy and the this and and until your field gets very very fluid and that's when it can imbibe ecstasy in in a much healthier w- widespread um experience throughout all of you as far as you want to go until you're connecting into the everything mm. and all those little blockages that want to be experienced get their little moment before you move into the deep ecstasy Mm. the word that's popping up is dissolving mm. Mm. as you're speaking now it's like welcoming it all the the whole the whole the whole gambit the emotions the the fears you know the anxieties all all of it's welcome in that place and and i love and you know we hear of the term don't we ecstatic dance or as you and i both know five rhythms dance this you know bring it all bring it all mm. to the bring it all to the journey and that it's a, a very pleasurable experience and then I'm not sure how many people do this but what I love is what you said is like and then including all of you in that and that means yeah allowing the orgasm to move the life force energy to be activated and then there's a then there is I mean this is what ecstasy really is now it's this dissolving the persona dissolving the delusions and the illusions and the cages of fear 
and actually allowing ourselves to to feel it all mm. and 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 that's really so pleasurable and many say don't they in the realms that we're now playing like pleasure is your birthright right i think i've heard you say that now yeah so, i say that yeah, yeah, yeah you said it too right so pleasure is is our birthright mm. and that's such a it's such a radical a radical shift in our awareness now for that to land because it sounds good right it's a great concept put it on loads of memes you know people will share it around with, <laughs> you know people are, people will share it around with the memes won't they like they'll be posting out on instagram and then you'll see them you're like show me your pleasure and it's like it's so stead stiff and the hips are solid and but the meme feels great to share and it's like let that meme take you inside your legs <laughs> yeah yeah and the and the humility and compassion of what we find when we go there, like 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 hearing you speak, like oh my god, you know, your your the environment you grew up in shut you down from your lingam. Yes, the bravery it must have taken to include that part of you. Um, there's there's a great joke I was sharing with a friend the other day that isn't funny at all, but it's 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 a meme. And it's like, you know, every time you masturbate, a kitten dies. And it's like, just so you know, guys, kittens don't die when you masturbate. Um, <laughs> it's like, but there's this conditioning, like it must have been brave to sort of say, oh, hi, you know, hello, mate. Like, how are we going to get together? Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Speak to me. And 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 for those of us that grew up in religious conditioning or, or any... um oppressive constrictive environment um or had people touch us in ways that we didn't want to touch the bravery to start to reclaim those parts of you and 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 the sweetness that's needed which isn't about you know what pleasures your birthright it's again back to this softness softness of direct truth it's like oh oh here's my pain hello you know what can i do for you what is it you need to say let's not stay here forever (laughs) um just to include it to soften it to dissolve it like you said um because it's it's not that you and i can sit here and say yeah ecstasy just rocked up and yeah baby like we're good to go like you know we we've all snotted and cried on the floor yeah and still and still you know that i'm thank you i hope so yeah yeah still definitely and also thank you for bringing this in because i think it's really important to bring the, the the sensitivity in because when beings have joined the the journey that I invite they sometimes come because we call it now we called it like you know we might call it um there's different terms like you know ecstatic bliss or pleasure is our birthright like you say and then what happens Mm. is people come and they start to touch themselves and there is zero pleasure yeah right there's zero pleasure because they ultimately they come among a lot of numbness yeah. And as you and as you said, you know, we have the the numbness and then we have from the numbness, we have the we have to access the pain, yes. you know, and then from the pain through, as you described from the beginning, we can move into emotional release. And from emotional release, we can actually access pleasure or the terms that we've been saying, ecstasy, joy, aliveness and so on. So actually, that's why I said at the beginning, the path, the path to our uh, awakening to our ecstatic being is is as you described too but it's i'm just repeating but it's important to bring it you know to remind ourselves and hear it again and again is that we have to go into the pain of our suppression the pain of our abuse the pain of our violation 
the pain of our um, being out of our consent in many, many, many times. I mean, I come across many that I work with and they just, you know, the the guilt that they feel from saying yes when it was a no. Yeah. Yeah, is is immense. And the shame that is being besto- bestowed upon some of the stories I hear. I mean, I, I kind of had it culturally inflicted on me. Like you, my mum and dad weren't like, you know, you know, putting us down or so it was kind of like a an an energy of the environment that I grew up and in my own my own beliefs that I picked up from different places. Mm. But some stories I hear about the 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 sheer um I'm gonna say violence that is is um uh n- normally violent communication and and you know uh, verbal violence around the way that beings are, are touching themselves is is immense. Mm. So that's what, you know, that is really what we're dealing with. We're going deep into the shadows. Yeah, and it's a big body of work, isn't it? Uh, and and if it's overwhelming, it's good to start with yourself. And I really, I really um believe in that. Many years ago, some people might remember I I ran Wisdom of Wombs and Body at Reclamation. Um and you know, within say the Jade Ed practices that I hold space for now, like the the shock that many women um and men come up against it's so good to practice consent with yourself and and it's surprising how moving that experience can be once you start to practice it it's like does my yoni want the jade egg today and and so and when you first start this she's like oh my god you fucking asked you know great (laughs) that's step one and and it starts to repair all the times that you're talking about with clients that 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 they just had an expectation they had to say yes or mm-hmm. because of all these messages and and in the wider cultural context there's gender dynamics that goes on there's abuse uh women too scared to exhibit their sexuality because within the macro female psyche there's the fear of rape because because it's there it's present um, so to practice these these relationships with ourselves, you start to get further and further into, oh, no, I know where my boundaries are. I know what my yes sounds like. I know what my no sounds like. And the maybe, which is possibly the harder place mm-hmm. between the two. How do you deal with your maybe? How, can you gift yourself time? Um, can you find out why the maybe's there? What's under the maybe? You know, then you start to get into more of the subtleties than just the yes and the no. Mm. I, I don't know why it's coming to me, but it's also sort of like sex isn't like it's portrayed in the movies. <laughs> I, I wish more movies had like love scenes, you know, where, where one of the lovers just bursts into tears as they as as they come or on their way to coming. And if we could include emotions in lovemaking, like you don't have to be ecstatic lovemaking in a way that means you're smiling or, or, you know, fully salivating all over your partner, it might mean that suddenly you hit that place where you're like, oh, that tears, those tears that I never felt last week are now moving through me. And then what's beyond that? And then what's beyond that? Beautiful. You know, because it, I'd like, yeah, we need to shoot a movie now, Simon. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> yeah, please, let's, let's make it happen. As let's you, make as, the movie. Well, as you were speaking, you know what that triggers inside me is, how many women I've supported and they tell me the minute that the woman gets emotional in bed, that they leave. The woman or the partner? The, the men. The, uh-huh. male body, the male body beings leave. I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing. Maybe it's happened for female body beings, but in, this, in the stories that I've heard, they've been mostly about women. And 
And I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, I mean, I definitely, you know, violated and and through my unconscious actions, definitely created some traumas along my sexual uh, conquests. You know, I went on a mission to, as a bet, as a bet with another man, I went on a mission to sleep with a hundred women. And it it was a conquest of egoic uh, self-gratification of like, you know, ticking off, ticking off the list. So I wasn't too I wasn't too interested with many of them about how they felt or what they were going through. I was interested in getting into their knickers and having mm-hmm. sex, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no doubt about it. I left a few ripples of of violation along the way, even yes. if they were even if they were yes. I haven't raped any any women, but you know there were there might have been maybes as you say, but I I, I had no clue what a maybe was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no clue what a maybe was. Yeah, so. And then as, as my, you know, my years evolved and thank, thankfully I became more aware, you know, there is nothing more beautiful than if a woman says, I can't, I can't go on and stuff's moving for me. And we, we just witnessed that. That is mm-hmm. lovemaking of its finest. It's so intimate. When you see a woman and even me, I, I thankfully had the opportunity to cry a number of times during lovemaking and it's, mm-hmm. and it's rare. I mean, me accessing my tears took years and years, right? Mm-hmm. And then to be sensitive enough to, to be receptive enough to feel during lovemaking and not just be on this friction ride of thinking I need to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is immense. So I just, I just, that's just what came up. And, and so if there are any male body beings, I get it that it can be overwhelming. But at least if you can just drop in and say that, don't run away. Like just say, this is really overwhelming for me. And, and I'm, I'm now having to process I'm, I'm, stuff's coming up for me. Right. Mm-hmm. But try not do your best not to run away because the running away can, can often cause even more unnecessary trauma. Mm-hmm. But this is just my experience, you know, and, and I, I want to just say as a kind of disclaimer, I'm not like the greatest lover in bed. I mean, I've been going through a recent experience with my beloved where I'm, I'm just falling into conditioning. I had a lot of, um, uh, senses of uh, lack and scarcity and high expectations in lovemaking and they weren't getting met and I was judging myself because I know this stuff and I'm not doing it so this was present in the last six months <laughs> yeah so I just yeah. I want to say I've got loads of tools I've got loads of practices and then I show up and I'm like oh this isn't where I wanted to go and then I feel like afterwards I'm like oh god I'm, I'm bored of this but I did it again and it's like ah then I come back to self pleasure, and I'm like, "All right, don't, don't beat yourself up." <laughs> oh, the map gets so so complex when you have tools. <laughs> yeah, you're like some people. Are like I wish I didn't have those down tools. Oh, definitely, definitely. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and 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 to go into like you know to go going into that thing, I if if a if a hetero woman is with a hetero man and then she cries and he doesn't know what to do, it's like oh my god. It, partly it's because there's just a lack of positive sex education. You know, if if you saw people cry whilst lovemaking and it was just normalised, the chances are that you know in that dynamic it'd be like okay, there's tears here. You, you want me to stop? Do you want me to carry on touching you? Is this helpful? Is this not helpful? Um, it would throw people less. If men's tears were welcomed more, they'd be less challenged by other people's tears. There's lots of rich stuff in there, isn't there? You know, um, and and ultimately, and I I do 
I do talk about this. There's there's also the gender dynamic somehow, uh, particularly in heteronormative uh, dynamics, you know, like, can I trust him? Oh, just, uh, it's, it's okay that you're asking that, but can you trust you? Uh, certainly through the trauma that I've lived to lived through and um, I've, I've, I've mapped my way through PTSD and into recovery. It, it's like what I learn so fully that I'm happy to share with anybody who wants to sit in a space with me is, is can you trust you? I keep myself safe. So if I cry, I am holding myself. It's, it's not on, all on the partner I'm with to hold me. I'm holding me. It's okay. Yeah, beautiful. I, I, I've got these tears. I'm okay with my tears. I'm I'm actually lovemaking with myself, and you are present, and I am with you, and I'm lovemaking with you. And there's tears and salty water everywhere. But so, so it's it's not that because I keep myself safe that the world isn't a dangerous place. It is the whoever I'm with can do damage to me, but I'm awake to to every cellular part of of myself that might give off cues, not hypervigilance, give off cues of like, oh, this person can't get honest with themselves. That's okay. I can hold my space because because they can't actually be as honest as I'd like them to be. Because my bullshit radar is so finely tuned these days. And it's okay if you can't be honest with yourself. But but my expectation with myself is that I am honest with me. Mm. Because I trust me. Yeah, and you've but that's that's become an, an evolved place, right? Do yeah. You want, do, you, do, you, do you want to share a little bit about some of the trauma that you moved through that enabled you to be more trusting? Uh, of trusting of me. Yeah, because well, you mentioned that you went through your own traumas now around mm. this and then PTSD mm. and so on. So I don't know. I don't know if it's relevant if you feel cool, but just to just to let the the listeners know a, a tiny bit of how you transmuted that. I think that. For me, I'd love to know anyway. <laughs> Even if yeah, everyone's like, oh man, what was her trauma? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want the trauma. Where the drama, the where the trauma, <laughs> the do- trauma is, is where the goodness is. I think that, um, I think there's a lot of like, you know, spiritual bypassing and new new age phrases, you know, you where you only get given as much as you can handle. No, fuck that. I've I've worked in adult psychiatry at the beginning of my career, and and you can break people. It's really important to not break people. Mm. <laughs> so please be as self-aware as you possibly can. Um, from the experience of my own trauma, and the detail matters less. I think when everybody around you, uh, or the majority of people around you, um, um through their own unconscious, ultimately, uh, creates a very damaging environment and and a lack of loyalty to looking after one another. Um, uh, I was was given the opportunity to to get extremely loyal with myself because nobody else was going to, Um, which is a great opportunity to realise that this myth of um, princes and princesses, no one's going to save you. There are great people out there who will get on board with you and sit in the fire, but saving oneself starts to create this strong relationship of trust with oneself. Will I will I fight my own corner? But because I have a very sharp sword, it's exceedingly sharp. But that's why I don't need to use it. People feel it. So don't bullshit me. Well, you can if you want, but I'm not going to sit here and believe you. Um, so this, you know, these opportunities from trauma to get more and more self-loyalty. 
is extremely important to build trust with oneself um and and ultimately be to therefore be able to offer whoever you are with more love that that's that for me is a really positive kind of offshoot of trusting oneself mm. because our interaction isn't about me and whether I can trust you. My, our interaction is like, ah, oh, Simon, show me who you are. Ah, oh, what makes you tick? Like, I'm really curious. I'm curious about your history. I'm curious about the way your body moves. I'm curious about, like, what makes you laugh. Like, oh, oh I see some vulnerability. Let's just slow down, you know, because I'm I'm not continually working out whether to trust you or not. That's done because I trust me. So I can get really present to you. It's a gift to the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It it actually sparks. mm, Yeah. Simon's smiling. Simon's smiling, guys. You can't see if he's smiling. (laughs) He can't see you, no. He can't see you. (laughs) Maybe maybe we share the video too. Um, you know, like I like, I like to, I like to practice pausing and because, you know, right now we're making love, you and Mm -hmm. I are going to dance. This is a dance. And I love just what you said earlier, again, about that slowing down and, you know, we hear this so many times about pausing, taking a breath. And I like what you said a moment ago, Ah, there's one the curiosity. Ah, there's vulnerability here. Ah, because because in that sense of trust, there's and this is what I pointed to earlier with the self play. There's nowhere to get anyway. There's nowhere to go. Isn't you know? So often with love making and it's this idea that we're trying to get somewhere. We're trying to get the climax. We're trying to get the ecstasy. We're trying to get somewhere, but we're already it. We're already this this mystery, this love. So actually, it's like. We're, every time we're in every moment, actually, not even just when we're so-called uh, <clears throat> connecting intimately with another, but every moment mm. is a moment of intimacy with love, us being love and life, those two, those two poles together. So, you mm. know, as I'm hearing the birds sing right now, or I'm listening to the vibration of your voice and looking at your, you know, you now, I haven't seen you in this way. I'm also witnessing you now. It's like, ah, this is an expression, a unique expression I haven't met before. This is how she speaks sounds. This is her, you know, this is the way she perceives. And yeah. um, and so this thing of, you know, curiosity and, and just and just being, I mean, that is the that's the innocence, no? That that's the innocence of 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 what you even spoke about as the three-year-old sitting on the on the trunk. Absolutely, absolutely, and and it and it's beautiful when the, those moments open up, isn't it? Because it because because who are you now? Who are you now? And and when you when you gift people those those moments that they're often so unused to it that that it's really quite big for for someone just to give some pure attention to like, all oh, right, so what makes you tick? Mm-hmm. Children are brilliant at it that they know more what to do with that attention adults you know it can make you feel shy you want to hide you're not used to it you want to take up all the space you want to take up the whole room you want it to go on forever it's this sort of scarcity or 
massive thirst. It's it's beautiful. Mm. Which is maybe why giving it to ourselves is so luscious. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, and also you said at the beginning, I remember you saying something about when we look in our pants, it's maybe it's been hidden because there's so much power there. And and not only just power, there's you know, all the beauty we can imagine is, you know, within us and all around us, but the distractions have become a, become many. And so it, it's kind of sounds crazy, but it's it's so um I notice with the the beings that have been on this training with me, like to rewire themselves to even make a commitment to be with themselves in this way, um most most don't um it doesn't stay, it doesn't stick. The mm -hmm. the older habits are are more dominant. Now, not to say it's all perfect, so not to say, you know, they're going through their process with me and whatever. It might be, you know, they might be 30 and like me when they're 40, it, it drops, whatever. It doesn't matter. But just as an observation, just to see that for me, I speak purely for myself, so much of that looking out when, you know, many were pointing back in. And then, and then when you start to go in and you start to go, oh, okay, it is really all here. It's all here right now within me. And I'm responsible. I can take uh, that was the word that popped up earlier when I was smiling as well. Sovereignty. It's, it was like you were talking from that sense of I I trust me. You know, that's 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 sovereignty. And mm. you, it sounded like you were taking full responsibility for the nature of your experience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 for someone in my childhood who's sort of suffered some rejection and some abandonment. It was such a beautiful experience to to gift a very fully a very full homecoming. It's like I actually wanted to be with me. I want to be with me every day. I re I really do, you know. And and that's again a bit like your pleasure practice. And then anything additional is just beautiful. And and I I really believe in circulation. I'm not saying we should be isolate individuals, but when when you want to be with you. That makes my heart feel so full. Hmm. It melts a lot. It dissolves a lot. Mm. Yeah, I feel very... I mean, I'm sure you can feel it if you're listening in the space or watching. It's like just the energy itself now has, has become more spacious or that's how I feel and more more open mm. more soft mm. like yeah who are you now what's here now mm. Mm. but you know bring that like pleasure and play brings you very present so so that awareness of those three p's you know they're all intertwined they're they're they're, they're all connected pleasure mm. play and presence because mm. when we're fully at play we're deeply present and we're we're thinking way less the thinking quiets down it, it kind of shuts off kind of go into a no mind and then that's where the the, the the pleasure can be really felt you said the word earlier luscious yeah it's like i haven't heard that word for a very long time luscious it's luscious mm. 
<laughs> Maybe that's an English word. I don't know. It's lovely. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. I, I, I'm not sure why this is arising for me, but it's also um, let, letting the body know, again, because of there's all these external distractions, letting the body know how beautiful it is. You know, I think it, people who are um, practicing yoni gazing or pussy gazing, whatever part of lingam gazing, whatever, you, but it's just like, I wish, I wish right now that every person could really drink in their own beauty or be told by somebody else if that's what's needed like just how beautiful you are particularly your genitals because that's the bit that we say that least to like like if you if you know if if you're struggling within having a self-pleasure practice it's a really good starting point just to let her know like just how beautiful she is just how good she smells you know yeah and that's a big one huh? what you're asking there that comes up so much because again, you know, this this is layered, as you said earlier, complex, but <clears throat> because the, of the judgment now, it's the judgment of what a good yoni or lingam looks like or feels like. There's that wonderful um, artist, wasn't there? An artist may have become a book or an exhibition that took prints of all the different yonis, mm, right? That's right, yeah. 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 And 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 then basically did the mold clay molds was that right? Yeah. Is it clay yeah. molds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember seeing it. I'd like actually I must you just rekindled that. I must do a little article on this because it's so relevant. Because it, it was a revelation for some women to go, oh, there's so many different looking lingams and yonis. It's like mm. it's okay. Some are small, some are big. Some the labia is a bit bigger, you know. So it's, it's, it's okay. It's all yeah. It's all perfect, you know. Some testicles are hanging right and left. Some are all over the place. Some's tiny. Some's in. And you know, ultimately, it you know, neither one or the other is better or worse. No, and how crazy to think that it would be any other way. And 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 there's there's a lot of really great body casters out there out there now that you can that you can seek. Um, I know a few if you want to contact me that will do that for you, so you can get your own yoni or your breasts or your lingam cast or whatever part of the body you want. Your nose, I don't know. Um, to to have a look at it, but it is so good. I would really recommend go out there and check. Not 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 porn go out there and look at real live yonis and lingams in in pictures there's lots of beautiful artists that follow me on instagram that are sketching you know vulvas and uh and and to, to look at all the different forms because strangely and i find it a little sad that it was it was it was um met men's hetero men's uh love of yonis that allowed me to let in more and more of just how great my one was <laughs> like I woke up to the fact of just how much hetero men love pussy and 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 I've got one and that was just so great news it was like <laughs> oh my god I'm like the luckiest person on earth because these hetero men are absolutely crazy about this thing they cannot get enough of it most of them and then you know wheat from the chaff you know definitely be letting people close to you that that want to worship because because 
it works both ways you know it's not what the yoni or the lingam looks like it's the presence within it and mm. the same with anybody approaching you it, it for me I, I couldn't care less really like what body shape you've got if if you're approaching with presence where whether whatever we're going to do I will feel it and therefore I will want to be around it my body will want to soak that up mm. um and that's where we've got very lost isn't it like um there was a great study done actually on um men with smaller lingams seemingly were more able to satisfy hetero women because they they made an art of the way they were making love because they they weren't just relying on the fact that they had a great big lingam and therefore you know sort of you know boom boom they were actually skilled in using what it what they had in a much more skillful way Mm. Um, so that sort of size doesn't matter conversation I, I thought was really exemplified in that yeah exactly because there's, there's got to be pros and cons you know I've I've had ex-lovers that told me that you know they they've met men with you know very well hung lingams and um, and it was actually very difficult to make love um, yes. and it was yeah. it, it was it was a lot of times painful and actually the men they were really emotionally challenged and as, as though it's like, yeah, if you've got a big lingam, great. You know, I've met men with big lingams and they're like, it's, you know, it's not about the bloody size. Yeah, I've got a very big lingam, but at the same time, I've got my own challenges with that. You know, mm. they they feel shame that it's so big. Mm. Can you imagine, right? The story is that if you've got a big lingam, it's great. And I've met men that say, I feel shame that uh, that it's so big. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. and, and, and also women, uh, women that they've met um, can't handle it, can't take it. Yeah. So, so they find their own challenges in that. So it's like, again, it just, there is literally this whole judgment and preconceived idea of how it should and shouldn't be is just a complete illusion and distortion. Yeah. It's a lie, actually. It's a lie to our, to our sex. It's an absolute lie. Yeah. Because it's about that love that's present. Yeah, I've just yeah. Again, back to who am I with now? Yeah, you know? yeah. And how can I? And how can I see this being way beyond just their, you know, geni- sexual center genitalia, if you will? Mm. And and actually, who is this? You know, divine miracle, uh, pulsating mystery that is, that is here right now that that yearns for the realization that they love that that is seeking that is you know is is sensitive and emotional and all of that. And and then and then what's uh, what's the play? And I feel very enriched just by this conversation right now because it's really as always every conversation's for me and it's yeah it's also I can see some little puzzle pieces popping in my own uh, my own exploration with myself and with with other lovers mm. um, and how I can actually approach um, the curiosity I, I can welcome actually not approach but I can welcome. I can welcome the curiosity more to my own body when I'm with another and, and simultaneously to mm. theirs too. Mm. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I feel like that's really, that's really landing for me. The innocent curiosity. Yeah. Mm. I think, I, I think I'm going to welcome that in uh, a little more. Mm. Gosh, that's re- I'm really feeling that. That's beautiful. Mm. It it it's funny. I was um that the whole what what it looks like 
I'm 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 very richly into body stories. Um, we, we forgot to say so. My background's in dance movement psychotherapy. I'm a five rhythms teacher, heartbeat facilitator. I'm a love, sex, and relationship coach, amongst many things. Uh, I'm a mom as well. And I was um... going to ask you. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you a moment ago. We was talking about like relaying this on to children we didn't say children but I was thinking are you a mum or not I'm gonna ask good carry on carry on yeah yeah and and um and and so I'm really into body stories so I, I had a client recently and she was talking and she was like oh you know well I'm 49 and if if I let a lover lover near me then you know what, what if they see my wrinkles or my this or my that and you know we're so oppressed aren't we you know we're so oppressed um that that would be something that we were fearing being exposed to um and and we and I managed to flip it on the head with her because I said I said oh if if whoever approaches you doesn't want to spend time with you because you know your skin's got a roll over your nickel line it's not because you're not good enough it's because they're not good enough she's like what I was like they're not good enough they haven't done the work to realize how much more you are than the form. Mm. You know, like I have a huge scar on my arm from snowboarding. If if a lover does not want to run its tongue down my scar, best not spend time with me. <laughs> it's like because bodies are just these amazing pieces of landscape. You know, why would I not be curious? I, I mean, I would be curious. How did you get it? Or can I make up 10 stories first on how you got it? And then you can tell me, you know, like, can we play with it? Like, yeah, totally. or, or can we pretend you got it like this? <laughs> it's like, let's kink it. You know, the play in, in just, yeah, show me who you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. For sh- <laughs> thank you for sharing. It's just reminding me. So one, one of my, what I would call deform deformities, although nothing's deformed, but you know, this is how you grow up. So, I have uh, no toenails on my big toes because they were they were ingrowing when I was younger and they got taken out. And I used they're to like, play, "Fuck you, we're not growing back." They're like, "I'm never coming back to this foot again." <laughs> You're gonna pull me out. I'm not coming back. I'm not going back. And I used to play football and it caused a lot of pain. Anyway, I had them out. Is the I didn't want to have it out. It's a big trauma to have them out. Mm-hmm. And my God, the. The guilt, not the guilt, the shame, because I'm wrong. And now something's wrong with me. Now something is wrong with my toes, right? The, the, I used to hide my feet um, when, oh. I, when I was going to make love. Didn't want a woman to see my feet because I was judging them so much. And, and they wanted to pop them in their mouths. No, well, <laughs> well, this is, the, this is the piece I'm coming to. This is so true. So then... You know, I meet I meet a couple of uh, lovers. Yeah, later on. I mean, I, yeah. I well, it's it's back to what you just said. I had to make peace with them first. So yeah. yeah, I made peace and I turned them into these characters as a stepping stone of making peace. So I made them what? like um, these. What are they uh, called? No, not no. They were racing car drivers because they look like <laughs> they got helmets on, right? They're yeah. like little, yeah. they're like little motorbike helmets. Mm. <laughs> People listening knows they're gonna. Like, He's talking about his tires again. <laughs> Both, man. He has a little story. But but that was what happened, is that at some point a woman was uh, kissing them and and, uh, enjoying them. And actually, there's no nail on there, so they're smooth. It's like three lingams. (laughs) 
You get you get free <laughs> lingams when you hang out with me. Lingams. Yeah. And it's great, you know, because you wouldn't know that unless you really turned up to worship this person. There's there's your there's your bonus. A premium. What a premium. Premium package. A premium package. No way I should sell that. I should sell that much better. I do early birds. There's a workshop in this. There's a workshop. Early early bird for the lingam feet. But um uh, <laughs> no, but this is so this is so potent because I and I want to say again, you know, it's all about transparency on this on this podcast. But you know, I noticed the deep conditioning I have around body image and like. And I love what you said. It's not that you are you are um, have anything wrong. It's like they still haven't realized the depth of love that they are and you are. And this yes. is where, this is exactly what I'm moving through, right? Mm. Even now, you know, I know how I, you know, it's so funny. We had a conversation recently, a few friends, and I was saying again about life force. And when you can feel life force in somebody, you may describe it as presence because you said earlier, for, regardless of what their shape, stature, or whatever, if they're present, if they're there, if they're alive, then we just, all the kind of image falls away, right? And we meet that being. This is what happens on our retreats. This is what happens on, on, on the path I'm on. But I just, I still notice how, you know, how the, the conditioning uh, at first wants to look and, and judge the so-called, you know, acceptable image, you know? Mm. It's like yeah, a, it's, yeah. it's kind of a filter that has to be really like got away from so we can actually meet in this place of, of real love. And, mm. and and that's, you know, that's that's what I'm hearing from you wanting your scar licked, me wanting my toes kissed or any other part of my body that I judge to be, you know, wrong. Uh, and and, and then, you, then the last thing I say this, and I'd love to hear, hear from you on this, is like then in so-called God's perfection, but just the, the perfection of life itself, that no other being on this planet ever, 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 as we know it, has ever been formed in the way that you, I, and anybody listening today is formed. And like just when you see a butterfly or a bee or a leaf or no one thing is ever an identical, even identical twins are not identical. There's some aspect of them, just a little. It might be a, a mole. It might be a, a few hair follicles, whatever. There's not. There's something not fully there. That means we are mm. just unique in divine perfection. Mm. And, and, and why not celebrate that? If we could all just celebrate that, I think that would bring us into a more self-loving, self-respecting, honouring, devoted space. And then we share that with the other. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's what I have. It's, it's <laughs> such a deep relief as well, isn't it? When when spaces suddenly hold that. Bodies relax, hearts relax. You know, you're not expecting judgment. You don't have to turn up. Who is it? Rosie Rees does a lot of tummy out, tummy out, tummy out. I'm not pregnant. I just had a cup of tea. <laughs> I just, I... I'm not pregnant. I just had a cup of tea. <laughs> I like. I don't know her. That's amazing. Tummy out. I like that. But, oh yeah, because we have this whole like it must be yeah. back, right? The flat thing. Like who's got one? And and if you have, that's all well and good. Great, you know. But but not everybody has to have one, you know. And and we are having to to 
um, whether it's fight back or just keep hold of ourselves, reclaim ourselves with this body love thing and pleasure practices and really taking time with the bodies that we meet to repair some of what's gone on. I, I could sh- share a very intimate story. Um, love that. In terms of, in terms of, you know, sort of fighting back. So I uh, just, what is it? I had my first child and um for all women out there that have had children, God, you are beautiful. Here's your medals because you lived through that. And 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 um, you're beautiful if you haven't had children. Here's your medal for living through that. But um, so I had this child. I was fresh from birthing my first kid. It took me 48 hours. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, no drugs, nothing. And anyway, I've got this baby in my arms and the nurse comes around to check, um, probably while I had my second kid at home. And she said to me, oh, um, would you like a little stitch in my body? And I looked at her and I said, I said, um, I think we've been through enough. We, me and my yoni. And she said, I, I said, why would I need a stitch in me? Now, we're talking about one stitch out there, guys. Yeah. And she said, well, for cosmetic purposes. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. So who's this stitch for? It's not for me. It's not for my body. It's for an external gaze that might come later to sort of say, could we make you look like you haven't had kids, please? Because I've got a problem with that. Mm. it's really i've written some stories about it it's really beautiful to see what stories our bodies carry it's really beautiful to see the stretch marks or the wrinkles if you've got laugh wrinkles it means you've laughed good for you (laughs) you know if you had your toenails out and you don't have any toenails good for you you've you've lived your body's processing stuff your body's carrying a story and and i love body stories like like i really would love people to stand proud of all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and be loved for it and to stand for getting the love for it you know like you know we go through stuff let's 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 stand tall in that yeah let's own our let's own our our story and i love that body stories have you written a book on that no, uh, that would be good. That I'd would be good. Mm. I, I'd love to. Maybe we could co-create a book. We, we could. We really because, could. Because, you know, um, you know, it's a case of just inviting people to share their body story, no? And and I, one of the – you're, you're, you're sparking a – I do a men's and women's circles, and on the retreat I that I host, I normally separate the, men and, the male bodies and the female bodies, by the mm. way. I don't want, don't want to get too – but you know, male bodies and female body beings, or if you're if you're if you're um identifying as you know man or woman, then you know we we separate them. So we have this thing sometimes called kings and queens, but then we for the for the queer uh, friends and um uh, we have we kind of call them quinks. Yeah. So we, you know, it's not about uh, gender here, it's just more about just, you know, if you if you're it's about sovereignty. Yeah, it's about sovereignty. And if you have a yoni and you have a, a, a or lingam, then that's you know, that's your choice and with whatever form that is. But either way, one of the one of the questions is um yeah, just to have like, you know, normally 10 or 12 minutes just to share share the story of your lingam or the story of your yoni. Beautiful. And it and it's so um it's so amazing what comes through. 
Mm. Um, just in that, like, you know, 12 minutes, maybe six to 10 people going around a circle, mm. sharing uh, each. And the the similarities and the underlining thread that sometimes presents itself is, is yeah, is inspiring and, and um, touching, to say the mm. least. Mm. And the uniqueness of everyone's stories and also the, the similarities of the way that shame and guilt showed up, but in different forms you know like mm. the story the story is different but sometimes the the foundation of it is dr- driven from you know the same place um mm. of not you know not being able to share this stuff of of thinking they're wrong or they're not good enough or you know and then when it comes out and then you hear others and you realize that hey i'm no different from anyone else mm. you know? and uh, that's mm. very 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 powerful so thank you, thank you for sharing that, and and thank you for not taking the stitch and uh, and 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 loving it, loving loving yourself as you are, loving all my petals, <laughs> and being proud, being proud. You know, Do you, like yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I've got a friend, uh, I've known her for years, one of my best friends, and and after about ten years, she was like, oh, I'm so ashamed of all the wrinkles on my forehead. I'd never even noticed them. I didn't know what she was talking about. I had no idea. It's it's yeah. funny what we see and and what other people see. Yeah. I, I hope I hope whatever anybody's ashamed of most is what they're loved for most by somebody somewhere. I will keep that in mind with my toes. Yes, <laughs> Pre- premium bonus, Simon. <laughs> premium bonus. Wow, Chloe, there you go. We we we've come we've come this far, my love. There's hours in us. There's hours. <laughs> We're about to maybe wrap this little uh, sojourn, this little mm. dance up. Mm. Mm. How are you feeling now? Are you feeling anything different than when we began? What's alive in you now? I was aware that there was going to be a, a really beautiful heart connection. I feel good. I feel good in my heart. I feel it feels a bit wider. Um, and I love this landscape. I love the landscape we've sat in. It's it's a physical landscape. It's an energetic landscape. It's a dance that took place in the space between us, but I feel like it went out there. Like I can feel the audience and their bodies and their hearts and their stories. You know, it's 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 good. This movement is a good movement. The pleasure compass is still on track. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling very, very soft, mm. peaceful. I'm feeling a lot of appreciation. Yeah, my my mind's active with all the different places we could play and talk with. And at the same time, I'm feeling this sense of uh yeah, this is that. This is our first encounter, and it's been very um, rich and to feel you, and to feel you in in uh, in all of your different layers. Yeah, mm. and then this last part about mothering and and um, yeah, and and your story really. So mm. I feel like I've been uh, yeah, just very present and and swept up in the the flow of this uh, this encounter. And I feel I feel definitely um, hopeful and um, and some um, 
yeah, I feel I feel excitement. I feel an aliveness in my being as well about some of the some of the things you pointed to. Um, I feel quite I feel like a little creative spark bubbling as well. And and also another another look at my own uh, my own pleasure compass and inquiring, you know, where is that right now? And yeah. Yeah. And it feels like I've pulled it, you know, pulled it back round to this uh this innocent exploration felt very um yeah, very beautiful. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And I, I um I think I'm gonna go away with like a little pact to myself to love my own body a little bit more, you know. Because we can talk about all this stuff, and I think we've made it clear today that you know we're very much works in progress, and it and it it takes some guts to be uh, standing out to be a voice in this field. It takes some guts to to make a stand against the medics or the people that want to judge you or have you this way that it's um, but it but it um, the force within us is very unstoppable because it's life force. Mm. yeah nice nice yeah it's it's life force and it's this collective force that's really permeating like never before and i have so much gratitude for you and many others out there that are are stepping into what you just described mm-hmm. so leave us then with leave us with because it's all play for me and the question is how are you playing right it's like everyone sometimes says oh, i want to play i want to play well you're always playing life is always playing creation's always playing we're always playing with creation and vice versa so we're always playing with ourselves anyway the question is how how do you want to play that's the question well not maybe maybe why do you want to play but then you know how do you want to play this this in this moment so maybe you can leave us how are you intending to play for 2023 and beyond Maybe share share that in a little encapsulation. How are you, Chloe, going to be playing in 2023 and beyond? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's a big question, but I'm very aware of my own value system and fun is at the top of it. Uh, I'm not sure how it arrived there, but it's been there for a long time. So for me, if something's fun, I'm all in. I don't, you know, if if that's there for me, there I'm there. Uh, so that's that's what I would be calling in for myself. And that means so many things. That's music. That's dance. I've got a course coming up. I'm super excited to be writing. That will be coming out in autumn. That's 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 sexuality with dance um, and sovereignty. It's called sex and sovereignty. Yes. That's- oh, I love the sound of that. I want to yeah. carry on, carry on. <laughs> um so and and also how sexuality and and sovereignty is connected to your self-leadership which is fantastic because you know let's let's keep these lives going in the direction we want to go them um how else do I want to play you know I want to play with myself I want to come home even more I want to share that with people yeah there's a lot about you know authentic is a word that's got slightly overused but when but when you realize where you're blocked and where you want to unblock that's a that's an awful lot of fun to play with Mm. (laughs) yes the great undoing (laughs) beautiful thank you so much you feel complete yeah i do feel complete yeah thank you for joining me thank you for showing up thank you for being transparent and true and real thank you for your devotion to this path of love this path of you of me 
And thank you to everybody listening. Thank you for tuning in. As always, underneath the podcast, there will be the links. You can check in with Chloe and reach out to her if you feel inspired. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, I may not answer them, but you can ask them. <laughs> I may not have the answer. He's going to play with you. He's going to play with you. I, I may not even have the answers to them, but yeah. I hope not. Feel free, feel free, I hope not, exactly. Feel free to reach out. And one thing I always like to say is, uh, you know, if you've been inspired, take a moment. Yeah, this is the ultimate gift because you know I, you all know I live in the gift culture, but it's that the more that we give, the more we have to give. So if you've received value today, if you've been inspired, then either you can support me and become a patron or you can even just pass this on to somebody who you feel might mm. need it. Somebody that wants to hear what Chloe's been sharing today or what we've been uh, waxing lyrical about, you know, this might just be the ultimate gift that they needed to hear. So you just taking five minutes to forward that on to somebody who you think it might resonate with, that in itself is the way that we collaborate and co-create. So mm. thank, thank you all so much. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you, Chloe. Thanks for having me here. It was definitely transparent. Mwah. Love, 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 love. Thank you for listening to another episode of Simon Transparently. This podcast is a call to action, a call into sovereignty, a call to speak our truth and love ourselves fiercely and for us all to rise up together as love. If you are resonating with my offerings, you can support me by becoming a patron, for which I would be deeply grateful, and you can access more of my content at simontransparently.com. This is our time to rise.